Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Stillman. You're listening to our podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, strange land brewery. Beer for every occasion. Beer for any occasion. God, these cans are a really beer for all occasions. Except for this one, because uh, Dale can't cans are really tough to open, man. Can tops. God, you don't do your finger push-ups, you won't be able to open up beer cans. I open mine just fine. It's some damn limited release, headless gentlemen's you guys are drinking. Oh, but uh, they're delightful. They're so delicious. <laughs> All right. You are. It'd uh, be easy. I just said it'd be worth it. You're right. Um, I've told you my name. My co host, Coach, is in studio. What's up, man? Hey, it's good to be back. Surprise guest. Good we did not expect uh, anybody else to be here. All of a sudden, we're here to knock at the door like two minutes before we're going to start recording. And who walks in? Our, uh, our second favorite co-host. Well, I was really hoping we would uh, have started recording. And I could have came <laughs> in on the uh, the roll call, but this will do. Yeah, this will work. And uh, Ballad pressing buttons, producing, taking care of us, making sure the show goes right, kind of. Uh, Domingo, so I'm making sure the show goes. Yeah. Okay, I can only be responsible for so many things. Thanks for hosting us here at your house in Austin, Texas. It is Monday, October the 22nd. It's <laughs> a lot of twos there. A lot of twos. It's gonna be a lot of twos tonight. Uh, Domingo the Flamingo is in studio. Lana's here. I think she's alive. I don't know. She's asleep. I haven't heard any movement yet. Uh, she's asleep or dead. She's been resting pretty heavily for a couple, last couple of days. Oh boy. I'm kind oh of scared boy. to check. Uh, well, it is winter time, so maybe she's getting a little cold. She's hibernating. Hibernating. Yeah, that's. What, uh, we'll that's go with that. If you are listening, you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. Stay up to date with all the latest episodes that we post every single week. Uh, give us some five star reviews. Uh, let us know how we're doing. If you want to hear something, if you want to call in, we're always looking for guests. But uh, share that shit out with your friends. Uh, this is our pro show. We're going to talk some baseball, some basketball. Uh, we got uh, our new guest, uh, Matty Noballs, with his segment coming up. So stay how tuned. bad did you want to say the e word there? I, I felt it. I on almost. Your, I almost I did. felt it on your. I lips. almost did. I almost did. I was trying to find another word for it. Uh, <laughs> But we'll get into all that um, show business coming up here in just a second. But we do need to thank our lovely sponsors from day one, Strangeland Brewery. Uh, it is October, so I am drinking a delicious Oktoberfest. As I mentioned, Coach and Ballad drinking the limited release. Uh, Headless Gentleman, like a pumpkin porter, bourbon pumpkin porter. Bourbon. Imperial. Yeah, an Imperial 
bourbon pumpkin porter and IBPP. And it's uh yeah, everybody knows that. And uh, you know what? It's beer poking season, so we got the Dude, perfect we, beer for that. We talked about it last week. We uh, got beer poking coming up. It's getting cold. This weekend's a good weekend to go out to Strangeland. They've got their Halloween party. Nice. Going to be the first beer poking opportunity of the season, and they're going to be serving beer out of pumpkins. Damn, that's cool. So, like little pumpkins? Are we talking like I get a gallon jug of look, beer to drink out of a pumpkin? Look, Adam said we're going to be serving beers out of pumpkins. I didn't ask any more questions. Okay, I said, I fair mean, enough. I'm fair good. enough. Uh, parties from 5 to 10 on Saturday. Okay. Uh, no tickets necessary. Get out there. Tell them the guys from Sportsbook sent you. Well, you know who else has a uh, Halloween party this weekend? Uh, good old Mountain Breeze Campground or other sponsors. Exactly. Saturday night. Uh, that'll be going to all hours of the night, I'm sure, uh, knowing the way that uh, we party out at Mountain Breeze. Um, there will be a costume contest, DJ on site. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Probably be a bunch of food. Um you can always bring extra food for everybody. Uh, should be a good time. Come on out to Mountain Breeze. Weather's going to be perfect this weekend. Um, I actually just hit the river yesterday. Did a little whitewater rafting. Oh, yeah? Yeah, buddy. It was a good time. Um, but follow the brewery on Twitter at Strangeland Brew. Follow us at SportsBuzzTX. You can find all the information at MountainBreezeCamp.com. Let's go ahead and get into show business. First piece of show business is everybody here. I'm here. Pretty much. Well... We, we do have a special guest in the studio. Yeah, I Did know. not expect Coach to walk through that door. Uh, so thanks for being here. Hey, glad, I'm glad to be here. I know Chad's flying around the world somewhere. Um, he's he's in our uh, show bets location. I wonder if he's at the game. He should, he should go to the game. Uh, he's in Hotlanta. In Hotlanta. Uh, just so, had a wedding in Minneapolis this weekend. Uh, yeah, we sent out Chad on a, on a live reporting duty. <laughs> he better get something. <laughs> uh, but uh, as I mentioned, we are recording on Monday... Uh, the only way we could uh, somehow maybe or maybe not get Coach to come in to record a show uh, was on here. a Monday, and he's here. So, mission accomplished. Which was surprising because it, it is raining outside. I was, yeah. I was, I was almost certain that the coach was not going to be able to make it this week. So, uh, nice to see that uh, you're able to brave the elements to hey, come on down here. I'm breaking all the barriers just like we did when we started this show, two-year anniversary. You know I'm not going to miss that. That's right. It is our two-year anniversary show. Uh, two. We we were talking before the show. I didn't think we would last uh, two weeks, but here we are, two years later. I'm still not sure we'll last two weeks. 104 <laughs> episodes later. Uh, that was the greatest thing about the uh, text conversation this morning was you asked for uh, updates on whether we'd be there. I said, uh, yeah, I can, I can make it. And Coach just doesn't say yes or no. Just sends a emoji. A bitmoji. With the caption just said, sigh. Really? I assume that was an absolute no. <laughs> I had I had some good rain ones on deck, but uh, I decided with uh, a pretty ambiguous bitmoji. So it worked out. <laughs> well, Leave the door open here or there. It's very good. It's our two-year anniversary show, uh, but we still have our issues. We had a couple sound issues a couple weeks ago, but I think we got all that fixed, right, Ballad? Yeah, they were they were fixed, they were addressed, and I'm just putting everyone on notice that you don't have to let me know if they're sound issues. I'll know about it because I'm sure Dale will tell me. Um, I, don't, I don't listen to this podcast. I just I just do it. So um, I don't care what it sounds like. Is basically what I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you're doing a good job. I appreciate you. Uh, Son, maybe I'm not getting through to you. We do have uh, our show bet tonight. The Monday Night Football game. Uh, we got the Giants and the Falcons. We, well, Ballard didn't want to make a pick because we lost last week on his pick. He didn't want to go with what I what I said we should do, which is an automatic lock. So this week, he left things in my hands. So now I'm responsible for 
the show's money. Uh, and I'm not very good with money. So I took the Giants plus four and a half. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's it's looking good right now. It's zero, zero. Anything, yeah, zero, zero, zero. Zero, zero. Great start. Could have taken the under. Could have started better. Yeah. Um, Could have started zero minus seven, which would have been uh, orthodox and out of the ordinary, but here we are. Right. Uh, but there's one more piece of, of show business before we get into some not football talk. Um, I don't live in Austin, so Ballad, explain to what what's going on here in Austin right now. Man, Austin is on a boil notice. <laughs> you know what that means. I really don't know what that means. I got an email way later than I should have that I'm not supposed to drink any tap water. Uh, which city of Austin putting you on on notice here yourselves? You know, why don't you get a system to text your residents so that I can see that before I dip my toothbrush into the tap water uh, way early in the morning? You know what? Where, where, where was the uh, where was the presidential update on that? Where was the text from from old uh, Trumpy sending us like, uh, "Hey guys in in Texas, don't drink that water." Well, it's, it's just Austin, to, to be clear. Uh, with all the recent rain, uh, it has overpowered the uh, treatment plant. Uh, and Trump is in Houston, so he's not worried about Austin water at all. And he drinks Diet Coke, so I'm sure he's not worried about it. Uh, Chad would know about the Diet Coke situation, <laughs> but Chad is not here, so we'll have to hear back next week about that. Uh, but I tell you, Ballad, this sounds like a great new lead for you. Sounds like a great business opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've been... I've been uh, tweeting them all day about uh, why haven't we gotten any sort of updates via text message to our phones. Yeah. Shout out, Alert Media. I'm definitely not worried. Yeah, no free no free plugs. Uh, no free ads. That was a very free ad. Uh, but I'm not worried about it, guys. We got Strangeland. I have plenty of stuff to drink, so I don't need water. I think yeah. they make beer with water. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. podcast... Well, that's a long time ago, water, though. Right. This podcast is the greatest setup we have because now we're contractually set up for beverages every week. That's right. So we'll just drink Strangeland until the boil notice is over, which I can only assume will be three weeks from now. Um, but yeah, the, the the beer we got to worry about is the beer that Strangeland gives us like a month and a half from now, like six weeks from now. Any water they're using in this cycle is the is the beer that we're going to have to to be concerned with. So. Um, that is that is not a strange land announcement. I'm not saying that on behalf of Strange Land. I'm saying it in jest uh, for all you you health nuts out there. Uh, we'll say though, I drink like five cups of coffee today out of our coffee maker, and I I feel fine. So uh, they say this stuff takes a while to, to kick in, but I wasn't not gonna drink coffee today. Like yeah. that's that's just that's I, just bonkers. and they did say that they weren't. They had not had any positive tests of bacteria or parasites, but it is a notice so that people can avoid those things. So It's called a CYA notice. All right. Well, that was uh... – well, I got one more piece of show business. Oh, do you? Uh, another f- free plug, but this is for the pod because our girl Alex at Hair Nook has... – She's my wife. Not yet, and she's not my wife, but – she does hook us up with great haircuts on the pod. Chad, Ballad, myself, we all go to her because it's up north, obviously. You got to make a trip, Dale. But, Maybe uh, I'll make a trip. Worth the drive. But it is worth it because, as we all know here, the mullet is gone. So, Coach is back. It's about time. Fresh cut. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. Shout out to you, Alex. Appreciate it. Barely even recognized you without the mullet. Wasn't, wasn't sure who was at my door. And then I saw you. I was like, wait, is this is this Coach's strange cousin that I don't know about? Mr. Johnny Mc... Uh, surprise over here, but uh, no, it was it was coach. Uh, got you looking good. Hey, came in with a complete surprise today. By the way, if if anyone has ever seen Coach's face, 
like to make him look good is like it's tough it's super difficult that's tough so, you know shout out to alex i mean she keeps <laughs> coach looking marryable yeah she shapes the face well all right let's move on let's talk some uh, not football talk uh we will touch on some baseball here because uh the playoffs are going on uh world series matchup is set uh coach um my Astros and your Red Sox were in a series together. The two best teams, arguably, in, in, in baseball, all of baseball. Yeah. Um, and I thought we'd get a little bit more of a close series. And, yeah, every game was close. Every game could have gone either way, minus game one and two, which is pretty much just blowouts. Um, but three, four, and five were exciting. Uh, I want... To hear your take on, because we'll talk game four first, because you were there. Um, yeah, well, let, I want to hear your take, because it was another sure. uh, checklist on your um, going to see all 32 stadiums. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm taking it slow. I'm starting off with a decent pace. Uh, I hit my fourth stadium of 32, um, so I'm well on my way, obviously. But obviously, Houston hosted the Red Sox last year. Uh, I didn't pull the trigger on a ticket then, so coming back two years in a row, I knew I had to make it happen. Uh, and the playoffs is just, it's a whole nother feeling when you're watching baseball. Um, who'd you go with? I went with nobody straight by myself. Love uh, it. the fiance had a school trip that she was on. So I had the time and I figured I might as well pull the trigger. So Love I it. took off work a little early and, uh, headed down to Houston. Uh, I had a couple beers with my good friend, Tarek, uh, before the game parked, made my walk to, uh, Minute Maid Park. Uh, and it's a fantastic park. If you haven't been to Minute Maid in Houston, I, recommend you going day or night uh roof open or not it is a good experience it's a fantastic ballpark and the people there are great i mean i had wonderful conversations with fans before the game obviously it's it's trash talking jest but uh it was a great experience uh, and i happened to sit uh right in front of some red sox fans so i felt right at home in right field um, a lot of stuff happened right field. Turns out that was the best place I could have got tickets. No I shit. wanted to overspend for Crawford box seats just for that experience. Yeah. But I reeled myself in being the accountant that I am. I knew we had to save some money for a house soon. But uh, yeah, I got a nice right field section, middle of the section seat. And uh, turns out that was the spot to be. Uh, had the fan interference call right at the front of the row. Had all three home runs hit to that side of the ball park. So let's go back to that fan interference call because... You know, I asked somebody, why don't they have a camera on the wall to see if the ball crossed the fence? Well, they have a cameraman there. Turns out they're way ahead of me. They yeah. already have one. It's just the Astros security guard decided not to do his job. Oh, he was a big boy. And leaned all in front of the camera. So the only angle you have of seeing if that ball crossed the line and where they can make a definitive call, whether he was reaching over the fence or is still in play. Is blocked by a fucking security guard from yeah. Minute Maid Park. Fuck that guy. Yeah, and that's super unfortunate. Um, just not having the the right view that that really was there. It was yeah. in place. They just didn't get to see it. Um, and and I'll just make this quick because obviously we had some discussions. Uh, I got some people to feed the troll toll on Facebook. That was fun. <laughs> um, but in, in all honesty, I I do feel like the right call was made. And I and Joe West yeah. made the call on the field as it happened. And I watched that. Yeah. Because obviously everybody's going crazy. And I'm just watching Joe West call him out. And so to me, when I watch the replays, 
the fan that is really going to catch it keeps his hands in, is in a great position not to interfere and catch the home yeah. run up until two other fans lean across it in. And at that point, he has to extend his hands yeah. to make himself the most viable at catching yeah. it. And unfortunately, as Mookie comes across, yeah, I feel like Mookie may have come into the stands a little bit with his glove, but once the fans cross the threshold of the fence, right. that to me negates Mookie going into the stands and there's just contact with the glove. Yeah. It's, it's so unfortunate It's really that it's, ball was hit so well. It's so close. And yeah, Mookie's one of the best athletes. Yeah, the Red Sox have the best outfield in all of baseball. They have three pretty much center fielders running around. Oh. Um and yeah, he probably makes As that catch Houston. nine out of ten times. Um, the the hardest part about it is is going back to to Joe West is that he made that call in real time and then looked at it and said, "I don't have any other camera views to show that 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 ball is not in the stands and not still in play." So, I think you're right. I think the right call was made. It didn't change the outcome of the game. It was actually a crazy finish to that game. It it, it could have definitely changed. I mean, it's well, a, you're talking about a two run game and a two run home run that got erased. Like it's, it's the momentum. Yeah, is a big it's, deal. it's different. But that but, was a two run. But that it was mean, early. That was very early. Yeah. In so the we game, had yeah. bottom of the ninth bases loaded with Alex Bregman at the plate. So it, it could have. I mean, I don't think yeah. that one call changed the, and I, the outcome. I will want to. I want to be on record for saying this, but Jackie Bradley Jr. struck out. That foul tip call was an absolutely bogus call. I don't know how he came up with that. And then he walked. I turned around to the guy, the Red Sox fan behind me, who I had been talking to for most of the game, and I said, you know what, I really hope they get him out right now because I don't want this to be – because this is sure. m- worse than the than the Mookie Betts call. Yeah. And sure enough, he tried stealing second got thrown out. So luckily it ended that way. <laughs> uh, the ninth inning was fantastic. So in the, and this is what I think is crazy. At the end of the seventh, it was eight to five. And fans started leaving the game. And I absolutely couldn't believe it. And it was different because I'd watch fans leave for the breaks and innings to go get food, drinks, whatever. Yeah. This was a different leaving the stadium. Many fans left the building, I that's think. That's bullshit. And that's crazy because in the ninth, you had the Red Sox load the base. They could have busted it open and closed it out. They didn't. Get a layout they, for Josh Reddick and Wright Reddick to save the game. Reddick makes a fantastic play in uh, right field and then in the bottom of the ninth you have the Astros load the bases and then Benintendi comes in and makes a Lay great catch again. on uh, a little dinker by Bregman uh just one of the most exciting baseball games I've ever been to yeah because um, if either one of those guys missed that layout grab either the Red Sox over, the yeah. Red Sox win by five like seven runs or the Astros win the game in the bottom of the ninth because yeah, everybody scores if that ball gets past uh yep. Benintendi um it was a great game I was shaking. I my heart was about to beat out of my chest, and I called you, and we talked for a good thirty minutes, forty five minutes about the game and how exciting it was. Um, game five was just as exciting. Um, you know, Astros hang out, hang around, um, give themselves a chance to win late uh, with a ninth inning rally, and that's that's why it pisses me off that you said fans were leaving because the Astros are one of the most dangerous offenses in yeah. the history of baseball. Um, last year and this year alone. I mean, um, so to give up on on the offense like just like that, it, it pisses me off. But uh, it's fitting that Benintendi makes the uh, the game winning catch there in Game Five to send your socks to the World Series yeah. and, and go mean, play the Dodgers. It's crazy. The, the series ends in five games, but really it doesn't. It, it's much much closer than that. It's not oh. a three one 
I bet it didn't route feel like that. And I, I mean, bet it didn't feel like a five game series to uh, to Boston. Dude, my heart was beating the whole time, <laughs> and you know, my hats off to Houston. I think they're one of the most fantastic teams. And, and had I not been a Red Sox fan, like rooting for them, it would be totally different. Um, I'm grateful that we did beat the the Astros. I feel like this was the World Series. Uh, the, the Astros were just in a bad spot. Altuve being banged up really messed with their lineup, and having to have him in the DH was was hard for them to, I think, figure out a lineup. But credit to the Astros. They played fantastic. The pitching was there. And and they hit when they needed to. They they just didn't get breaks. Like, every break that happened in this series fell the Red Sox way. And in baseball, you just have to have breaks to, to win sometimes. And and unfortunately, the, the Strohs just didn't get in this series. And so the Red Sox move on 3-1. Uh, yeah. yeah it, or 4-1. Four, 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 sorry. Yeah, it was, it was exciting, man. And I will say, um, the Red Sox are the best team in baseball. I will be rooting for the American League. I will never root for the Dodgers. Uh, but Alex Cora just outcoached his former manager, uh, A.J. Hinch. Yeah, I mean, the Astros, by far, the better pitching staff, the better bullpen. Alex Cora just refigured out how to put pitchers on the mound in good yeah. positions, and, and that's hats off to him. Well, I know we're going to go long here, but we'll talk a little bit about the World Series and how. And, and another reason why I will not root for uh, for the Dodgers is is – just the dirty, the dirtiness of the Dodgers. I'm not a big fan of, of Yasiel Puig. Um, I just don't like Yasiel Puig. I don't, I like don't think he's great. Like he thinks he's him way the, better than he is. They have him in the I, seven hole right now. He's hitting seventh in that lineup. That's hard though, because you have like you Cor- do have Correa some, like hitting in well, the seven. Well, yeah, Jackie Bradley but, Jr. But hits they in moved, the nine hole. They like, moved Correa up to fourth because he finally yeah came alive. Yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. when he's hot, he's hot. Um, but my biggest issue with the Dodgers, and I, I don't mind the pitchers. I, I really like Kershaw. I don't mind most of the team. I don't either. I it's, just it's hate, that guy they brought in from I Baltimore. I hate Manny Machado. I hate him, dude. He's he had several questionable slides in. But his Machado feels like the guy that you hate if he's not on your team, but if he's on your team, he's like your favorite fucking player. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I, I feel definitely. that. I feel most that definitely. Um but there was just one play that really, really He's, didn't he's a, sit well with me. He's a villain for villainy's sake. Yeah, and he just gets your blood to boil. He he just makes you boil. I love. It. I think I'm a Machado fan. I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I, I hate when I'm a people. Big Machado guy. I hate when people purposely try and injure somebody, and that's what it looked like to me um, with the run through first base. I mean he he was out by ten feet. Yeah. So he steps on the base, for coming co- through. For context, too, the in game three, the game yeah. before. Machado makes a couple of slides in a second on double on double plays. The first one I don't mind so much because it's early and it's in the direction of the bag. The 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 baseman comes towards him and that's why he can't make a play. I'm okay with that slide. The second one he definitely makes himself go inside the bag. It's a little bit worse, but again, it's a play at second. I I don't mind so much if his body's not going through the bag. Right. But the play at first and the kick on Aguilar is completely intentional because every runner knows just to run to the outside of the bag. Right. You you hit the outside of the bag. And whether you hit it with your right foot or your left, you don't have to drag your trailing foot through. And that's exactly what he yeah. did. Purposely. He deserved to get popped in the mouth by Aguilar. Yeah. But the bench was cleared. It all got resolved. So we move on. Um and then the Dodgers just take care of business in Game Seven. Game uh, Seven. I mean, Game Six and Seven in Milwaukee, I think, were were good games. Um, Milwaukee looked good in Game Six. I was I was yeah. impressed. Their but offense. Th- but then came the along. Dodgers looked real good in Game Seven. Exactly. Um, but I tell you what looked the best in both of these games was the front row smoke show. <laughs> um, I believe Hank, you got you want you want to bring in uh our, one of our special guests for this. Howard Stern. 
Yeah. Yeah, now you're getting it. Yeah, you get it, Hank. Uh, <laughs> Howard Stern obviously bought some tickets and gave them to his friends because uh, some guy in a Marlins jersey decided. Marlins guy. He Marlins was man. He was going to sit in the front row of a Brewers Dodgers game and uh, bring his smoke show wife, girlfriend, lady of the Escort, night, whatever uh... you may call her, whatever she may be. Um, she had nice work that was done to her uh, upper torso. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll say they weren't cotton balls after uh, this doctor was done with them. I'll say, um, but she came yes, in ma'am. two wonderful outfits uh, that provided two, two. all of the fans watching on national TV the experience of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, so Marlins Man is a frequent on uh, competing podcasts of ours. Part of my take, they're you know they're they're probably number one sports podcast. We're number we're a close second behind them. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, that guy is a tool. <laughs> He's like this super powerful, hey, oh, yeah. or wealthy attorney. Yeah, he just goes around and that and the wears Marlins a... organization hates. By the way, yeah, he oh, goes I around believe it, dude. wearing a Marlins Who jersey. Who wears a neon orange Marlins jersey to other teams' playoff games? That's ridiculous. Marlins Man does. Marlins man does. Uh, but hey, that's uh, probably enough baseball talk. Um, exactly. It, last last thing I want to say, though. Yeah, what's up? I did call this. When we started talking about baseball playoffs in the divisional round, I just want to say I called it. Okay. So. Well, we do have a Ooh, very. So are we going to get to watch Coach like barely lose a World Series? Because that would be fun. Oh, he would be. Like tears would flow. I mean, I'm obviously it wouldn't rooting be against the Red Sox for the rest of this. <laughs> this series. is a very you're a big Machado guy. I mean, I'm that's a, that's huge. This is a, a very Machado historic. Guy and it's been established. People know this about me. This is a historic matchup. Um, you get uh, the Dodgers and the Red Sox, so it's going to be exciting. I would be shocked at this game if this series goes past six. So here's the situation. So game this... six would be on Tuesday the thirtieth. If if it's game six. Are you going to practice, or are you going to watch Game Six? Oh, I'm definitely going to watch if it's Game a, Six. If it's a closeout game, you're, well, if you're, you're not going to watch Game Six, you should watch it here during the podcast. That would be epic. Oh, we could definitely make that. I think we could absolutely make. Yeah, and but even I, better. I if it goes say, to Game Seven, we could reward back to back nights on the 31st that Wednesday. <laughs> game Seven on Halloween. Halloween. Oh, that would be the spookiest. Oh, remember, like last, like last oh, year. That's actually a, a we did tradition. that the the trick or treaters. Yes, Over, a fantasy the fantasy draft of trick or treaters. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I will say it it would be worse than uh, watching my football team lose to our current. One of our show bet teams, uh, the Giants. It would yeah. be much worse than that. <laughs> yeah, we could record this three nights in a row. That would be, that'd be. I don't have anything else to do. I'd be fine with that. That'd be yeah, great. yeah, fuck it. But hey, let's go ahead and get into our uh, our newest guest. Let's hear from our guy Maddie Noballs. Our new uh, MMA consigliere, if consigliere. you will. MDR. 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 And uh, and he's gonna take us into a break. Are we gonna go to a break after that, or are we gonna no, he's come gonna back? take us into a break? Okay. Well, let's hear from uh, MDR. What's happening, Sports Buzz listeners? It's Matthew David Rudd and... It's time! For your MMA Minute. That's right, we're back this week with some news headlines and analysis in the world of MMA and combat sports. But I want to start the segment with a little feedback from last week. First off, I've been listening to these jokers talk about balls. I've been catching up on old episodes. And I'll be damned if I'm not impressed with these gentlemen's in-depth knowledge and analysis of the current trends 
in male Brazilian soccer stars' hairstyles. I have never heard such scary accurate detail when discussing another man's haircut. Very impressive, guys. Secondly, yes, I can say Khabib Namurgamadoff. Khabib Namurgamadoff. And lastly, my relationship with the coach and his fiance Emily, it's not a big mystery. We were friends back in Texas. I moved out to Los Angeles to be a rich and famous actor. I had to leave them in the dust. No big deal, no hard feelings. Now let's get to some news. First things first, former multiple organization champion, including the UFC lightweight champion before Conor McGregor, Eddie Alvarez, has chosen to leave the organization and join with one championship that fights out of Asia. There's no mystery here, guys. Eddie got beat by Conor a couple years back pretty badly. He's 34 years old. That's getting up there in the lightweight division. The fights over in Asia, while competitive, are going to be uh, more in his wheelhouse. He's going to be able to make more money as a star over there. And it just makes sense for this point in his career. I'm excited for this new chapter in Eddie Alvarez's life. Although I will not be watching the one championship. It's just not something that I tune into. Perhaps if they do set up a match between Eddie Alvarez and Ben Askren over there, that might change my mind. That would be worth tuning in for. But we'll see if that ever happens. Next up, guys, last weekend in the Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix, you guys may have seen it, Fedor versus Sonnen. It was a, a short match, but it was quite exciting. Fedor, with some explosive power, caught Chael pretty early on in the match and just knocked him to the ground, beat him up, and the match was over. I think going into the fight, Chael was the, uh, the pick for most people. But, gosh, it's cool to see Fedor still with that knockout power this late on in his career. He is truly going to go down as one of the best heavyweights of all time. And it's great to see him in action again. The really cool thing is, Bellator always trailing behind the UFC a little bit as far as promotional uh, importance in the sport. But this fight between Chael and Fedor averaged over 800,000 views consecutively, which is a huge number. Now, granted, it's not on pay-per-view, but the UFC, man, it takes a match like John Jones and Daniel Cormier to get up into 800,000s, Conor McGregor up above 800,000s, above a million, Fedor versus Sonnen on Bellator with 802,000 views. That's pretty impressive for their organization. And guys, there's no UFC coming up this weekend which makes it a little bit of a slow week. But there's some interesting uh, headlines going into the event at UFC 230 in Madison Square Garden. Derek Lewis, fresh off of his KO victory over Alexander Volkov, says that that last minute, almost last second, knockout victory over Alexander may have netted him over $1 million from sponsorships and bonuses. That's a valuable punch that he's got there. And he's taken that punch into the fight with Daniel Cormier. Now, Daniel Cormier is a heavy, heavy favorite in this fight. I don't think you could find a single person. I don't know, maybe someone wants to bet and make a lot of money off of a surprise Derek Lewis knockout. But most hardcore fans of MMA are going to pick Daniel Cormier over Derek Lewis to win this fight at 2.30. However, seeing that knockout victory over Alexander Volkov 
you got to ask yourself, is Derek Lewis going to provide possibly the biggest upset of UFC history by knocking out the heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier, someone who many believe is the GOAT, the best UFC fighter of all time, maybe with a little bit of an asterisk because John Jones has beaten him twice. But John Jones, as we discussed last week, always marred with a little bit of controversy, drug usage, uh, steroids. He doesn't have a squeaky clean victory over Daniel Cormier without those little asterisks. So anyway, can Derek Lewis provide the biggest upset of UFC history by knocking out Daniel Cormier? I don't think so, but maybe. And that leads us into the big question. If Daniel Cormier beats Derek Lewis at UFC 230 in Madison Square Garden, what does he do next? There's discussion of both having, well, let me back up. There are three possibilities. Number one, he's already signed for a fight with Brock Lesnar. Lesnar, no uh, stranger to the steroid use and getting in trouble for that. He also hasn't fought in a long time. If we're talking meritocracy here, he has no right to challenge Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight title, but that would be a huge money fight for the UFC and for both fighters. Second option, a third John Jones fight. John Jones pretty handily won the first two fights against Daniel Cormier, but as I said earlier, not squeaky clean victories. Steroids, drugs, suspensions, all coming after these victories, which have pretty much negated them in the uh, record books. That would be a very interesting fight to see how Daniel Cormier stacks up against John Jones at heavyweight as opposed to light heavyweight. Third option, and maybe the most deserving, if we're talking again meritocracy here, a rematch with Stipe Miocic, the former heavyweight champion, longest-running UFC heavyweight champion on record. He deserves a rematch. Now, if and when he gets that is the big question. Is the UFC going to go with these big money fights? The Brock Lesnar fight, like I said, huge money fight. John Jones trilogy fight also would be a huge money fight. Stipe Miocic... While it would be a very competitive and exciting fight, Stipe never brings in the money for the organization. My bet is that a win over Derek Lewis at 230 would parlay nicely into a fight with Brock Lesnar. Big money fight with Brock Lesnar. Daniel Cormier is almost 40 years old. He does not want to hang around in the UFC very long. He gets one more big money fight with Brock Lesnar. He wins that last fight, he can retire on top. If he goes with John Jones, while yes, that's a big fight, and yes, that's a legacy fight, I think John Jones would just beat him for a third time. Do you really want to leave your UFC career on the note of being beaten three times by John Jones? I don't think so. That's all I've got for you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening, and please, give the Sports Buzz gentlemen their due respect. Drop comments. Tweet them. Find them on Instagram. Tell them how much you appreciate their in-depth analysis of male Brazilian hairstyles. You're not going to get that on any other podcast in the world. Thank you guys for that. I'll see you guys next time. Again, my name is Matthew David Rudd. You can find me on Instagram at Matthew David Rudd. You can find me on Twitter at Matthew D. Rudd. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Was it just me?
trust me Something in the air just above me Something like a dream state You call it a clean break Do you feel the vibes, baby? Do you feel the vibes? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. Senior with Coach Ballad. Uh, but we do need to thank our newest guest, our MMA aficionado, uh, Mr. Matty Noballs, MDR, uh, Matthew David. <laughs> this was this was uh, pretty good. This this week was awesome. It's a pleasure to have him. I like how our segments are getting longer. That's that's less work for me to do. Less time for us to talk. More quicker quicker time to chicken wings, which I'm obviously a fan of. Uh, and, and I like how our quality has improved without us doing pretty much anything. Most editing work that's been done on a show in a really long time, so yeah. that's good. Uh, and I'm 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 also f- glad that someone is finally noticing how much we know about Brazilian haircuts. Well, uh, shout out to our girl Alex because now now I've got a goal for next week to get the most Brazilian haircut possible. It's true. What is what is the most Brazilian haircut look like? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna have to search Neymar on Google and then figure out what to do from there. Well, I love that uh, that you know MDR sends us in these uh, clips every single week. Had no idea what we were gonna talk about, and yet Coach shows up and we talk about his haircut. And then he's all, I mean MDR. He's Matty Noballs might be a psychic. It just shows how in tune we are with each other on the pod. I mean that just shows greatness right there. <laughs> well, I'm glad it. he finally also provided some insight into how. He allegedly knows uh, Coach and the misses. Um, seems like it's it's real casual, no, no real big story there, which is exactly what someone with a big story would want us to think. So I'm on to you, MDR, Maddie Noballs. I'm a, I'm a, I got a sneaking suspicion. There's there's something. This is going to be an onion. Going to be a lot of layers to this. Uh, how do we know the coach story? So I got I'm woke on this one. Yeah, yeah, we need to hear more next week. But, but we, uh, we only stay woke till about uh, you know, nine eight p.m. West Coast time. So <laughs> try not to get too involved after that. Yeah, of course. Wait, uh, let's go ahead and get into football talk because uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. Week seven recap, and starting with our show bet, which is not looking good. Uh, it's early. It's early. Uh, the it's Falcons, not looking bad, but it's not looking good. Falcons are up seven nothing. Uh, the Giants are driving. Yeah, they're uh. The Giants uh, have no idea what to do on offense, and the Falcons look like they're doing what they do on offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Just, just relax, breathe. Uh, no H two O. OBJ is he's got a catch and a first down. So there we go. He's he's on track. All right. He looks hydrated today. I'm not boiling yet, but it's you know <laughs> he may get there a little later. He may run out of and run out of water. Uh, before we we get into the games for a uh, week seven, let's talk about the. Trade that happened in Dallas. Amari Cooper to the Cowboys. Cowboys gave up a first-round draft pick in 2019. Uh, no, we're not in this part of the show yet, but guys, what, what's your first impression on on this trade? Uh, it feels like a lot for a guy who has been hurt, a guy who has played bad in a bad offense. Um, I don't know why everyone thinks that Amari Cooper is going to all of a sudden be good in another bad offense but um the cowboys do have a bye week this week so hopefully they can get uh some chemistry it just feels like a lot for me i mean luckily they get him at a time where they can get him worked in and up to speed very quickly um and hopefully healthy 
fully yeah. healthy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets over that concussion, especially. Um, but the legend. This is the thing that I want to ask you guys. You know, the Seahawks wanted a first round pick, and nobody's willing to give it to him for Earl Thomas. But you give up a first round pick for Amari Cooper. What do you guys think was a better deal to take? An Earl Thomas who was healthy at the time for a first round pick or Amari Cooper who is not healthy at the time for a first round pick? It's a no brainer. We should have had we should have had Earl Thomas. The uh, the proven asset on defense, a place that, you know, we've struggled in the secondary in the past. And Amari Cooper, the last time he was great was when he played on Alabama. Uh, for a team that was mm, killing I say that. everybody, I wouldn't say that. I I would say that. I just you, said you that. did say it, but and I yeah, knowing that we could have gotten Josh Gordon for a fifth round pick, and now we find ourselves with Amari Cooper giving up a first feels feels like we've got the bad end of this trade. By the way, getting out traded by John Gruden in the NFL, bad look, especially bad look especially Cowboys. after losing to Jay Gruden the night before. Yeah, the Gruden's just owning the Cowboys. Left and right. Well, I will say the this. Gruden's versus the Joneses. I will say this. Dallas's defense has definitely overachieved this year. So the offense needed more work than the defense at this point from what I've seen on the field. But what else we got? Yeah, moving on. Let's get into the week that was. Uh, Thursday night, the Broncos destroyed the Cardinals 45-10. to 10. Any big surprise from you guys? Nope, not a not a real big surprise, but uh, coming out of this, Patrick Peterson is looking for a trade. He is, quote, desperately requesting a trade from the Cardinals. Um, bad look for the Cardinals. Josh Rosen, obviously a first-year quarterback, now their starter. Uh, this is going downhill quick. David Johnson is a shell of his former self, um, and the Cardinals just falling apart really early. You know what we should do is we should trade Amari Cooper for Patrick Peterson. That would have been, that's where I would have gone. You'll probably still go get Patrick Peterson, though. I don't know if they have the cap space, but I I would like to see that, yes. He, he could probably make the cap space in the, in the back yeah. end of the deal yeah, he if could. he wanted to. He wants out. I mean, he wants out bad, so. Uh, the Chargers survived the Titans 20-19. This one was in San Diego. No, it was in London. No, Yeah, it was in London. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I remember why I hate this game so much. London games are, are screwing up fantasy. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna save it until roster. You gotta got stay woke, dude. Survey, you gotta stay woke. I am, I'm real upset with games happening overseas. This is, oh man, I can't stand it. Uh, no Melvin Gordon in the game. Uh, Chargers start off hot. Uh, Tyrell Williams is just absolutely on fire right now. Uh, he started off the game with his first reception, going for his third touchdown in his last four catches. So. Uh, Things are looking good, but the Titans came back roaring. Uh, had they just converted uh, at the end, they uh, they really could have uh, put something together. Yeah, they went for two, right, to win it? To try, yes, yeah, they, try they tried it. to win it. They yeah. did not go for the tie in London. Uh, my favorite thing about the London games, though, even though I hate them, is that everyone in London, when they go to a football game, wears whatever football jersey <laughs> yes. they own. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a Longhorns jersey, a high school jersey. Lots of different jerseys happening. Uh, Patriots beat the Bears 38-31. to uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots survived this one. <laughs> Survive is right. Uh, Hail Mary caught at the one-yard line. I mean, this thing was close, dude. Um, I got more on Mitchell Trubisky later, but... <laughs> it was caught at, game. like, the two or three, and he weaseled his way to the one. And, uh, I mean, shout out to the defense on this because... 
the Patriots put Josh Gordon in the back to go get an interception, which he yeah, they came have, up extremely short on as he tried to defend it from Didn't Miller. have their normal uh, deep safety in Rob Bogonkowski. No. Um, and then the defense, after he catches it, just does their job, is a stalwart wall at the, at the line. And uh, shame on you, Trey Burton, for just watching this whole play instead of trying to push your man into the end zone because <laughs> the Bears could have had this game go to overtime, but... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skate by with a nail biter and uh, be happy the Patriots got out with a win, especially yeah, without Gronkowski. Fit. I mean, he didn't even make the trip. He was scratched early. Like it was it was gonna be rough, and uh, it got a little chippy. But I'm happy with the win. Update on the show bet. Uh, almost halftime in the Monday Night Football game. Giants just kicked a field goal, down by four points. We're back in it. it. We're back in it. Back in the green. Uh, Colts destroy the Bills, thirty-seven to five. Uh, the thing I'm most impressed with this game is scoring five points. That's hard to do. A lot of things need to happen to put a five on the board. Yeah, two safeties actually happened in the same round of games. Uh, so that was impressive to see two safeties happen uh, in one day. But uh, the Bills are bad. Um, Real bad. Really that's bad. pretty much all there is to that. And Next. LaShawn McCoy going down was real. Oh, insult. and there was a lot of trade talk about LaShawn McCoy, too. A lot of uh, insult to injury to my oh, fantasy yeah. week that was. Uh, Lions beat the Dolphins, 32-21. Yeah, your boy Curryon Johnson... Finally had himself a day. Welcome to the NFL. 19 carries, 158 yards. Dolphins defense is trash. Uh, but, hey, Auburn, Auburn. Uh, well, I wouldn't say alum because I don't think he graduated. But, hey, good for Auburn. It's about the best thing that happened to them uh, to all year. <laughs> yeah. I think if you see I don't, I don't know if you're the one <laughs> calling people out on not graduating. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Auburn attendee. Shout out to Carry On, dude. Getting your first start on my fantasy team and uh, coming to life. So, oh, you started this week? Oh, I did. In the oh flex. boy, big big flex day. We'll get into um, we'll get into our fantasy stuff in a bit. But honestly, I would be worried about the Dolphins if they're on your schedule. Uh, no Tannehill, and they still made a run towards the end of this game. The Lions held them off and and did put points back on the board to keep it away. But yeah, because the, they have the Dolphins are making. I mean, they're making late runs, which is dangerous in football. It's, they had it's bad to give up points at the end of a game. They have Brock Osweiler. He's elite. And Kenny Stills right, caught a touchdown. He's just talking about Brock Osweiler. Move on. Kenny Stills caught a touchdown and then ran over a female security guard and almost killed her. <laughs> just move yeah. on. But next game. Should be uh, should be in jail. Uh, Panthers beat the Super Bowl <laughs> champions 21-17 to on the road. Problems in Philadelphia? Yeah. And uh, talking about giving up points at the end of a game, the Panthers score all three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Cam Newton saves his fantasy day on my lineup by the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, the the Eagles are bad, and they've got pretty much everything that they want. So. Blow a seventeen point fourth quarter lead. I fucking love it. I love it. Fuck the Eagles. Texans beat the Jaguars twenty to seven. Guys, problems in Jacksonville. Am I right? Big time problems. You get beat by the Cowboys and the Texans. Uh, in blowout matters, Cowboys forty to seven. Texans twenty to seven. Shout out Texans are now the AFC South division. They leader. lead the division. It's fucking embarrassing. I hate the AFC uh, South. It's so bad. Lamar Miller finally had a hundred yard game, hundred yards and a touchdown. Uh, I mean Jacksonville is so bad. They had to bring in Cody Kessler. They have announced that Blake Bortles will be the starting quarterback this coming week. But the Texans are just as bad. Both both oh, yeah. of Blake Bortles' fumbles turned into touchdowns for the Texans, and those are the only touchdowns they got on the day. Or short field turnover touchdowns. Hey, find a way to win. That's all I can say. Saints I mean, they, they'll Ra- take it. Saints and Ravens play a close one, 24 to 23. Saints come out on top on the road. 
He has a good game. Breeze oh. uh, Breeze. 500 yeah. career touchdowns. Yeah, Breeze over 500. What's really... funny is that's not even the biggest story. The biggest the story. The biggest is story Justin is Justin Tucker missing his first ever extra point in the NFL. And that it, was to tie the game at 24. Caused them to not tie the game and not go into overtime. Uh, tough, tough loss for Baltimore to take. In a really Did you good see game. his face? In a really good he game. was shocked. Dude. I mean, he's never missed the PAT never. ever. Uh, this one hurts, but the Reds, our words, beat the Cowboys at home 2017. Yeah, kind of missed Dan Bailey in this one at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how, how are you guys feeling about? I don't. Mike? I don't. I'm not. I, I. I will say Dan Bailey would have made it, but this is a terrible call. The fucking call is garbage. Yeah. The 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 fake snap or whatever the snap infraction i and think they called it here's here's the thing when tony dungy is calling out officiating you know it's bad that's bad I mean, you know it's bad that's a bad call the referees literally do not want dallas to win games they don't want dallas to win football games and really it was it was obvious i mean only, the redskins were offside by yeah. by 6 yards well and that's what i'm saying the only reason they have to call that penalty is because washington jumped but, yes, but then you should throw the flag on them. Like it's it was offside. It's it was offside. Is a bad call. Uh, that's Adrian Peterson went off on us. Almost had 199 yards. Uh, we could have gone and got that guy's a backup running back. That'd have been sweet. Um, and he at least wouldn't have done that to you. Michael Gallup, deep touchdown. That's all he did. Uh, Dallas doesn't have a receiver, so hopefully Amari Cooper knows what he's doing or can figure it out real fucking quick. Uh. Yeah, I woke up from a nap just in time to watch us lose this football game. Yeah, Dallas Dallas really, coaches, really Dallas play call is fucking garbage. Um, the thing was, I tried to do the strategy you did last week, right? Just try to sleep, stay through asleep. The whole, sleep through the whole Cowboys game. <laughs> woke up just in time to watch us lose it. So yeah. I'm going to take the blame for this one. I no. should have just, just slept no, through the whole I won't, game. I won't blame you. I won't, I won't do that. And Patrick Mahomes puts on another show. Chiefs God, it was a show, 45 too. to 10. Patrick Mahomes, man. What he a is, game. Uh, what a fun game to watch. He's fun to watch play football. Uh, Kareem Hunt's pretty fun to watch, too. But Pat Mahomes, 358 yards, four touchdowns. The shit Kareem Hunt was doing was was stupid. I mean, he was breaking out of tackles. The, the camera was, like, zooming out because they were like, oh, the play's over. He got tackled. Nope, he's still going. He breaks out of tackle and jumps a guy. Like, and this, awesome. this comes two weeks after uh, a story came out about how this new Chiefs offense is the worst design for Kareem Hunt. Uh, <laughs> shout out to you guys because you just pissed that guy off real bad. Uh, Kareem Hunt is the real deal. And in this Damn offense, right. he's only another weapon. Like it, it, This is the most explosive offense in Chiefs history. Maybe NFL so Kareem history. Kareem Hunt is not going to be less valuable in this system. It, it, it's absolutely ridiculous that they think his checkdowns won't come because they will. He runs great I, routes. I saw a stat where they have scored over 40 points in four of their seven games or something like that or six of their seven games. Something stupid. Like, they're blowing the NFL out by storm. Yeah, but uh, biggest story out of this one, Vontez Burfecht, uh doing what dirty Fuck players do. Uh, caught on camera twisting an ankle on Kareem Hunt in one of the plays as they go down. Uh, and then what happened to him? And then I'm, what happened to Vontez? I'm pretty sure he got hurt. He got hurt because yeah. karma is a bitch, <laughs> and so is Vontez Burfecht. Fuck that guy. And that wraps up the week seven NFL Recap, which brings us to some people's favorite segment. I love this segment. Let's do it. Roster Rage, Roster Bids. You're damn right. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give it over to you, Dale, first. Why don't you Why don't you kick it off? I'm pretty stoked. I'm gonna roster bait to my guy, my boy, Mister Mitchell Trubisky. I had Aaron Rodgers on a bye. Saw Mitchell Trubisky going against a uh, fairly weak New England defense. You can you can say what you want. You can say what you want, but New England gives up a lot of yards and a lot of points. They also uh, put up 27 days. Trubisky, yeah, because they had a blocked punt and a blocked field goal or something for a touchdown. Yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Trubisky, 333 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He also led the entire game in rushing. Six carries, 81 yards, and another touchdown. 36 fantasy points in my league. That's a roster bait. For the for the year, I mean, I could roster bait to that all day, uh, but I am going to go ahead and uh, roster rage on uh, Javorius Javorius J- yeah Javorius Allen uh, Buck yeah that that guy uh, he's a piece of shit. I was struggling with with running backs this week. Uh, Carlos Hyde got traded, so he didn't play. Uh, I'm not going to start Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry hasn't put over seven points all so season bad. long. So bad. Well, of course, Derrick Henry finds a fucking end zone this week. Uh, so maybe I'm more mad at myself um, rather than Buck Allen. But, uh, yeah, five points. Five points, bro. Uh, three rushing attempts for three yards. And he had three catches. Like, get get out of here. That's weak. Coach, who are you roster baiting and roster raging? Well, I'm going to start off with a, a nice uh, roster bait. Um, shout out to my future wife and fiance, Emily. We made a trade this week. <laughs> um, we did what was in the Collusion. best interest of each other. Collusion. Um, PPR League, I traded away Philip Lindsay before the Thursday night game so she could utilize him because her running backs are dog shit besides James White. Uh, and she knows that. But I get George Kittle... And lo and behold, Rob Gronkowski does not make the trip to Chicago. He does not play this week. I own him in two Yahoo leagues. Uh, I picked up Trey Burton to stream in one, which was fantastic. Uh, But my boy George Kittle getting 20-plus points after a trade uh, in a week where he fills in superbly. Uh, So shout-out to George Kittle and those shitty San Francisco 49ers. Uh, And I'm going to roster Rage this week. Against somebody. Um, oh, this might be a sports plus first. This will be a first for our roster rage roster bait, but I am roster raging to Kareem the Dream Hunt, you piece of shit. I was winning. I was going to get my like second win in the league, but no. Kareem Hunt comes in on Sunday night and does absolute work, has a fantastic day. Good for you, Kareem, but bad for me. We end up tying. 110.3 versus 110.3. You never so like a tie. Instead of getting a win, I get a tie. And not only is it a tie, it's a tie in a league with decimals, which is yeah. hard to do. To the decimal. Uh, so roster raging super hard to Kareem Hunt and his wonderful Sunday night. Well, Hunt, don't have your feelings hurt too bad, because although <laughs> Coach is roster raging to you, I'm roster baiting to you. Uh, just I'm just doing a little, a little quick one for you guys, since you already mentioned all the good things he did. But yeah, 37.1s in my league. I'm going to give my my full roster bait where I'm going to finish this one to Emmanuel Sanders, baby. 62 or six receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns, 
points in PPR. Shout out. That was enough to get a W in the work week, uh, work league. A much needed W, I might add. Uh, my roster rage is going to go to the entire continent of Europe. I don't know why <laughs> you guys feel like you need to borrow our football because you have your own. You you keep your soccer. Le- leave us with our NFL because as a Melvin Gordon owner, I had to wake up fight to finding out that Melvin Gordon was no not going to be playing in this game. Did that make me a bad fantasy owner? Probably. Maybe. But usually I'm not a bad fantasy owner until around 11 a.m. and I'm trying to scramble on the on the waiver wires. Not finding out finding out halfway through the game really really let it sit in on a Sunday morning. So. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I'm not mad at you. I know this is not your fault. I'm upset with the continent of Europe. I'm a big fan of the uh, wake up, set an alarm at 11.45 Sunday morning, and go ahead and update my roster. Uh, so I wouldn't I, say you're that oh bad. Man, I was up nice and early, got to fill in Dion Lewis for Melvin Gordon. Oh, and what a what a change that was. Oh, dude, I'll, just so we were, I'll just say this real fast. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of... Of things being played in Europe, but I'm a big Brexit fan now because I'm gonna just watch that whole country go down the shitter, so we don't have to send our teams over there anymore to mess up our fantasy. I was I was uh, getting ready for a raft trip, and it was 12:06, and uh, one of the guys that was coming on the raft trip with us, he goes, "Oh shit, I gotta update my fantasy lineup." I just started laughing. I was like, "Bro, it's five minutes after 12." You're, you're too late. You're fucked. <laughs> um, that, that raft is sailed. Yeah, but before we move on... Oh, another, just, yeah, just, another just fantasy real, piece. Real quick. Uh, I, I need an update on Ballad's Le'Veon Bell Rage Meter. Oh, my God. Le'Veon Don't. Bell, a no-show after the bye week. He said... <clears throat> it, the sources said that he was going to be back. He's not back. He'll probably not be back until week 10. Ballad, how you feeling? I'm not feeling good. I'm not gonna lie. I've been I've been trying to hold it in for the past couple of weeks on the on the prayer that he was going to show up this week, and I just did a quick Google search, and it looks like he's not going to show up. So no, start, I could have told you that. Not a chance. Starting to, uh, but it's fine. You know, it, it's nice to have a nice built-in excuse for why I'm probably going to lose my fraternity league for the first time. I've been like at the bottom four consistently, except last year I made the playoffs. This year, when I lose, when I when I when I am Sacco, it's gonna feel uh, at least I feel justified knowing that Bell sure have fucked me in front of everybody. Yeah, it's brutal, man. Um, I probably could have told you that he wasn't gonna show up. So yeah, uh, what do we got next? Let's get into first impressions. First impressions sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. Everything's sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. We can say it's all, it. it's all sponsored by Strangeland. We can say that as many times as we want. Okay. Don't yeah. Give me, don't give me that look. Welcome. Though. I didn't to give the you Strangeland Brewery podcast. I didn't give you a look. I was just listeners. Confused. Dale gave me a look. Okay. I just, I had never heard that before. Um, but yeah, let's get to first impressions. Let's make some picks. Thursday we night, are way the behind. Dolphins are going to take on the Texans. We're just going to cut my cap. Uh, the Dolphins uh, will be taking on the Texans Thursday night in Better Houston. Uh, Dale, what's your first impression of Texans? Minus seven and a half. Um, I don't like that line at all. Uh, I feel like the Dolphins are going to keep this thing close. Uh, Texans are not a great team. Neither are the Dolphins. I like this to be about uh, about a four-point game. I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, just don't make a habit of betting on the Texans. Uh, definitely not when I, I can't definitely get the not. hook. So, uh, yeah, give me the Dolphins here. to probably lose by six. Probably. What fucking baseball line setter <laughs> set this line? Like, <laughs> what are they, retarded? I mean, pardon my French, but... 
or I guess that's part of my American, but the Dolphins have never been said on the R word, dude. Late game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm sorry. That's Radio 101. <laughs> They've been uh, in radio. You can't say retard on the radio? No, no I don't think that's so. That's why we own a podcast. It's, pretty, fr- podcast it's pretty frowned upon. Um, but let me make this quick. The Dolphins oh, score, have been scoring points late. The Texans have been struggling to find points. I like the Dolphins to win this one outright. Oh, boy. Ooh. Wrong team favorite. All right. Coach, right back at you. The Eagles going to travel to London to take on the Jaguars. Check your, <laughs> check your fantasy roster Saturday playing night in, on this one. Playing in Wembley Stadium. Yeah, right now the Jags are a three-point dog in London. As the home team. Three-point dog is a home team. As they're, well, I guess, I guess they're both away teams, right? Technically, the Jaguars are the home team. So for all they're, they're intense, both visiting intense and for purpose. sure. Yeah. So I was trying to get across. The Jags will be wearing their home uniforms. Well, we could say that. Let me tell you something. Uniforms just a spectrum, dude. Okay. I don't know what kind of water they have in, in Brexit. But it's going to be boiling because this is going to be a shit show from open to close. Let me let me save you some time, people. Don't go. Jaguars win in a close one. What? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the Eagles can't hold on to a lead to save their life. The Jaguars are terrible, but they're better without Blake Bortles. So I don't know what to think. Blake Bortles is starting. You know what? I don't, I don't know how much this game's going to go because it's, it's overseas and weird things happen. But I do know. There will be a ton of Cowboys jerseys in the in the stands. So I can tell you one thing. This, give me the Eagles. Here. This is a London game I will not watch. Yeah, it's too early in the morning. I gotta, I'll be watching actual English Premier League. I'll be watching Sheep Jump because I'll be asleep. Dale, first impression? Um, I'll take the Jaguars because I'm not going to pick the Eagles. Okay. Uh, right back at you. Two more teams that the Cowboys fans don't like. The Redskins. I'll drink for that. Oh, you said it. We'll be traveling to... New Jersey take on the Giants. Giants are a one-point home dog. What's your first impression? They're a dog? Yes. Giants plus one. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll take the R-words. The Giants are pretty bad. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants just because you took the R-words. Good. Uh, coach. <laughs> I'm going to say there's only one fantasy par- player worth having in this game, and that's Quads himself, the boy, Saquon Barkley. So I'll just take the Giants based on that. Perfect. Uh, coach, the Seahawks are going to travel to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions are a three-point home favorite. What's your first impression? Uh, my first impression is that the Seahawks are bad. Their, uh, their running back by committee is going to be probably the best thing they have moving forward. However, the Lions have just looked good le- lately, so I'll go ahead and take Detroit and my boy LeGarrette Blue. Yeah, I think the Lions here as well. I think Matthew Stafford at home in the Dome, pretty good showing, so I'm going to go ahead and lay that field goal here and, and take the Lions. Dale? Well, I like what I saw from Kerryon Johnson this week, but uh, just to be a contrarian, I'll take the Seahawks. We appreciate that. We get You're the welcome. Per- you get the first pick on this one. Sunday night. The Saints on the road again, traveling up to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are a one-point home favorite. First impression. It's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings on the sole reason of Adam Thielen is having a freak year. Uh, He's caught over 100 yards and a touchdown in like five straight games. Something ridiculous. Um, I'm going with the Vikings. Stick with my boy Thielen. You know, I always say, 
Drew Brees, out of the dome, got to bet against him. But Minnesota, playing a dome. So give me Drew Brees in the Saints. <laughs> I like it. I'm so torn here. It's going to be because a hell of a game. Because my fantasy teams are so split between these two yeah. teams. Like, I don't know. Do I go for Mark Ingram and Drew Brees? Or do I go for Stefan Diggs? Like, what, what, do, I, what do I do here? It's a win-win. Thielen's um, going to have way bigger numbers. Than but I think, I think one, one thing about this game is it will be high scoring. Both of these defenses are not that great. I think this game will get into the 60s overall. Um, Over under 52 and a half. So yeah. jump on that one. But I, I, I like the Vikings at home. I think they win it in a close game. So I'll take the Vikings as well. All right. Last game of the night. On Monday, the Patriots are going to travel up to Buffalo, where it is going to be cold. You don't say. The Bills are a two-touchdown home dog. What's your first impression on a Monday night, Coach? Yeah, give me the Patriots. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going to have to gobble up those points. Give me the Bills. like them to rally here. Gronk probably still hurt. It's going to be cold. I don't know if they mentioned it or not. I'll take the Bills here. Give me, give me all those points. You know, the Patriots play like less than 100 miles south of, <laughs> of south, Buffalo. Where it is going to be warmer. Oh, and nice the, and warm. And the Bills clearly have a problem with getting away from having sex all the time. So, yeah. They probably like scoring more in the bedroom than on the field. So Who doesn't? Yeah, not, okay. a, not enough. If you've, if you've ever scored in the bedroom, you know it's better than scoring on the field. True. Am I right, Dale? True. Am True. I right? Uh, but I'm still going to take the Patriots. Not enough points in the world to, to not take the Patriots over the 14. Bills. 14. What a joke. Yeah, come on. 14. That's it. Right now. All right. Well, <clears throat> that is first impressions. That is first impressions. We we're going to do let's a nightcap. No, let's do it real quick. Let, I just want right. to talk about it real quick. It's real only fast. one thing. All right, nightcap. Sponsored by the beautiful, delicious, strange land brewery. Beer for any, every, and all occasions. Uh, so. Over the weekend, uh, the Lakers met up with the Houston Rockets in Houston, right? I believe. This is in L.A. In L.A. Oh, yeah. That's right. It was the L.A. home opener. Home opener. Um, and, of course, we got to boil water here, but you don't got to get anything boiling in L.A. because the Lakers, Rajon Rondo, and Chris Paul have a history of bad blood, and this boiled over into the game. It was chippy for most of the game. And then came the point where Brandon Ingram decided, you know what? Hard foul. I'm going to foul James Harden, and then I'm going to give him a little shove. And I'm going to turn this game up to a 1,000. What ensued after that was absolute drama. Um, From all accounts and what we have seen this over the weekend, Rajon Rondo produces a little bit of spit to come out and on to Chris Paul in the face-chest region. Uh, Chris Paul took... Complete disrespect to that. Uh, and, and then he per- went all Captain Insano. To put a finger on Rondo's face and like wipe it around and flick it up. He went Captain Insano and tried to poke his eye out. Yeah, and uh, Rajon Rondo didn't like that too much. Uh, but let me tell you something. Captain Insano shows no mercy. Uh, Rajon Rondo had a nice little left jab. He stuck Chris Paul. He, no, he caught he, him with the right hook. Well, no, he can't. After Chris Paul flicked him in the face, Rondo come, came in and like, Jump punched Chris Paul, like jabbed him in the face. Uh, Chris Paul gets the better of this with a sweet uppercut yeah, that uh, drew some uppercuts. blood from Rondo's lip. 
Uh, Chris Paul, I got to tell you, is a legit fighter. Uh, I would what, never want to fight Chris. Let Paul. me tell, tell you, you, never want to. You never want to fight the smallest guy. Let me tell you what I don't never like. Scrappy, dude. Never gonna be a good story. So that all goes on, and then Ingram comes in swinging out of nowhere after he's already been ejected. <laughs> yeah. But here's what I don't like: LeBron James and Chris Paul are very good friends, as well as Carmelo Anthony. Uh, LeBron grabs Chris Paul, hugs him, pulls him away from the fight, and calms him down. It's like, bro. You also got to stick up for your teammates, not just your buddies. Like your teammates, you go to war with. Like that's that's nah, who you want to go play with. But, but I like what LeBron does because he's just trying to end it, and like he's doing that. it in the best way. And honestly, Carmelo Anthony grabs Brandon Ingram too. If you watch the he video, did. he did because he's trying to get him out of it. So I think the vets did what they were supposed to in sure. that cir- circumstance. However, Rayshon Rondo is one of those vets, and he acts like a fucking child. He's he does an absolute dis like he's. Ashamed of the game. But here's what I found even better, guys. So, reports came out after the game that eyewitnesses, with eyewitnesses, that saw Rajon Rondo's girlfriend yes. physically go after Chris, <laughs> Chris Paul's, Paul's wife, wife in the awesome. stands. So, not only did was- Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul fight on the floor, their significant others got into a skirmish in the stands. And, and they then were security sitting, split them They up, were sitting but, next to LeBron James' wife. Yes. Because uh, they're all friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just found that absolutely hilarious. I did too. And I mean, this is not a good look for basketball. However, I think this is going to be a nice ratings boost for basketball, oh, yeah. especially early in the season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the guys got, in total, the three, Ingram, Paul, and uh, Rondo, got a total of... Nine games. Nine games. Four games for Ingram, three games for Rondo, Paul. two games for yeah. Paul. Um, so I think that's an embarrassment in itself, but I'm good with everything else. I think yep. it's just, it is what it is and it, it, it's a bad look. These guys know that was bad. Um, but it happened and we move on. So I'm interested to see what Chad has to say when he gets back, but that's going to do it for us. Cause we are definitely way over. Sorry about that. Everybody hope you enjoyed the content tonight. Coach hell of a surprise to have you here. Thanks for showing up. It's fantastic to be here, fellas. Ballot. Thanks for pressing buttons. Say a pleasure to host the podcast. Uh, our show bet is. Still a seven-point game. Atlanta's up 10. New York's got the ball. We will let you know how that goes in our amateur hour. Just Stay tuned for Friday. Uh, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. We're the Sports Buzz. We are out. Peace. Bring me my BC headache powder and a glass of water. <laughs>